let's do some uh, let's do some questions some 10 my 10 the questions 10 questions here. yeah I'm this ready, is always I'm ready fun for the 10 questions <laughs> okay so again arm up your back if you have to absolutely pick one what is your favorite tom petty album um i i think it's the first one okay i, I think it's the first one because i i do like how much i it feels a little defining i mean i also i like it for the like sort of fake reasons or like non-musical reasons like okay. i like the cover and how big how much the logo is there i do love the tom petty heartbreakers logo with the heart and the yeah. flying v guitar um i like that logo and i feel like the first record and the leather jacket the first record to me there's still a little <laughs> bit like the vulnerabilities there but he's also trying to be tough you know and the expression on his face on the cover he's like a little bit at war with the vulnerability as yeah. as vulnerable as he is and i like that tension and i like that it ends with american girl i think yeah, that track 10 with that is <laughs> yeah. it's like that's like an album statement the fact that it ends there and that the whole album is sort of like a trip to get there and then right. when you get there and then there's no more information after that uh i think that's a cool move um so i i i for the sake of having an answer it's i'm gonna say the first album awesome man i think you are the i think maybe well maybe one of the persons picked the first album but it's not common wow so, okay okay number two mud crutch or the traveling wilburys uh I, i'm picking mud crutch okay but it's it's um but it's this is really kind of just because i feel like the wilburys lose it i think okay and, and the reason i think the mean? Wilbur, the, like i feel like the traveling wilburys there's so much talent in that band right. that it's like it's like stacking the deck almost right it's yeah just I, I just feel like it's like i think they're fine but there's okay. so much talent in that band that they're supposed to be better than fine and okay. so I feel like they, it's like if you played basketball with Michael Jordan and he won, but you did not get shut out, that's the same as you winning. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like you should not be able to score any points against Michael oh, Jordan. Man. So okay. if he beats you with like 20 to two, you you won because it should be 20 to zero because it's right. Michael Jordan, right? So you put all those guys in one oh, band. Man. I just feel like it's supposed to be better than okay. handle with care. Like I'm, I'm not hating on it. I'm just saying <laughs> like handle with care. I don't think is better than Roy Orbison's best song or the Beatles best song or Tom Petty's best song. Like, of course not. Yeah. I, I don't think it's better than any of that. So I feel like mud crutch wins just in the way that you win against Michael Jordan. If you can get one basket, I you gotcha. know? Um, and then also there's a mud crutch lyric where he says, I'm a, I'm a loser at the top of my game right isn't that yeah. that's a line yeah. in uh scare easy don't scare yeah. easy i think and scare i feel like easy, that's yeah. a very it's weird that it's in a mud crutch song because to me that's like the essence of tom petty i'm a loser yeah. at the top of my game so the fact that i feel like that is to me at least the most tom petty lyric ever the fact that it's in a mud crutch song and the other thing i, I go mud crutch yeah well i'm just again I've, I've talked about this with lots of people what a what a move to reform Mudcrutch, where not only does he not have to do that financially, actually probably it's financially a bad investment because now he's not going out and touring the Heartbreakers. But to do that for the pure love of performing with people he grew up with, with friends, and just to do something different and challenge himself, 
there's not I, I don't know if I can think of another artist who would have done something like that or who has done that at, at the petty level yeah I, I agree cool. although I also I feel like the heartbreakers and Tom Petty without the heartbreakers and mud crutch are not wildly different no 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 of course not. and like Mike Campbell's always there you know what I mean yeah so I, I kind of feel like it's cool <laughs> that he reformed it for sure but I also I don't know man I feel like if you just told me these the like it was just Tom Petty the whole time I you know what I mean like that, oh really that's what I kind of I feel like it was just Tom Petty the whole time kind of okay yeah I think there's always to, to my ear it's always just there's that little bit more country in mud crutch it's just got that little bit more that's true you know, sort of country grease to it or that's whatever true. it is that, that Tom Ledden brings in and whatnot but that, okay, know, so, I agree I agree so if you could join the heartbreakers on stage for one song what would it be and what would you play slash sing and I'm gonna so I'm gonna I, put a caveat on this I'm gonna uh, say you can't pick listen to her listen heart. To her, yeah, I fi- yeah I figured that was <laughs> I figured that would be an annoying answer I mean if it's not tacky for me to say that I would sing then I would sing and I would sing don't do me like that Oh, nice. That, that's, the, that's the other song that I just feel like I can do. I can't yeah. do it as well as Tom Petty can do it, but I can sing Don't Do Me Like That. Like, if that's my that's my karaoke go-to when I'm with other people. Sweet. If I go to karaoke and I sing Don't Do Me Like That, people think like, yeah, that guy should be singing that song. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's awesome. That, that, he picked the right song for his voice. So that's my answer. Great staccato delivery on that too, Hayes. The way he punches the, the syllables yeah. out on that song. Again, so different. It's so cool. Yeah, and then I was talking with a friend of mine. Said a woman yeah. friend is fine. It's just like yeah. it's fast. It's really rapid fire. Yeah. You know, it's dead and super cool. And um, you better so... watch your step. It's just like <laughs> <laughs> when again he he's got that weird thing where he I talk about this lots on on the podcast as I go through each song. It's the way he bends vowels. Uh huh. Like it, it again, like you said, delivering singing a song. You can sing the notes. But to get that phrasing and intonation that he puts into every single syllable, that's trickier. So. As you say, you shouldn't try and do that. You should try and sing it yourself because yeah, yeah, yeah. you're only hard into nothing if you try to sing it like Petty. So Exactly. Okay, question four. Who would be your dream opening act at a Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers concert? Um, I would I would like to see Angel Olsen open for Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. I she's okay. doing well. So I don't even know if she needs to. Like I, I'm not sure what her numbers are. It's maybe now. I, I'm not trying to say like she is not a headliner. I'm not okay. I'm not trying to diss Angel Olsen and say she's not a headliner, but I do feel like I would just like seeing a bill that has Angel Olsen and then Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. I feel like she is in touch with a very similar, it's like kind of country, but it's not stuck in country. Right. And emotionally, I feel like she has a, she's in touch with a sort of feminine version of that kind of like unself-pitying misery uh, I, I just feel like she's she she's painting with some of this her versions of some of the same colors. Okay, I am not aware of her. Wait, oh, you want... should look up. You look up if you like Tom Petty. Look up the song "High Five by Angel Olsen. You're just you're gonna be like, oh yeah, this is a no-brainer. I'm gonna write that down. This is this is the other good thing about um, talking to musos is I get all sorts of I get hipped onto all sorts of different artists right when I'm talking to them. So. Yeah, Angel Olsen. Okay, cool. Well, I mean, yeah, you don't have to, you don't have to pick, you know, it doesn't have to be someone who you don't think should be an opener. Cause when I did this, I just did the questions myself for my hundredth episode uh-huh, with my friend. Cool. And I, so I, I just co- totally hacked this. I went with um, Jackson Brown, uh-huh. uh, Billy Idol and Foo Fighters. Those were my three. So I was doing a festival approach festival and, I had, and I had the prop breakers come on for one song with each band. So I was like, cool. I'm, I'm totally cool, invested cool, in this. Cool. Yeah. 
Um, who's your favorite band member if you have one other than Tom? It's uh, it's the it's the keyboardist Ben Mont Tench. Ben Mont Tench. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And I'll tell tell you why, because I mean one I I know Mike Campbell is good, but I just feel like I'm assuming everyone says Mike Campbell, right? I just I just feel like I want there to be a not Mike Campbell answer right. for this question. Um, so the reason I'm giving it to Ben Montage is because I do admire the way he was able to use synthesizers without having it be corny on You Got Lucky. Yeah. I think that song does not sound dated. I think the synthesizers are moody and cool. They don't sound cheesy. And I think it's very hard for a 70s band, especially a 70s band that was still basically sounds like a live band. Like the, the, the Heartbreakers were never very produced. Yeah. Right? It was like, don't um, the synthesizer stuff on uh, Southern Accents, it's like the most produced they ever got. And then Full Moon Fever is produced in a sort of Jeff Lynn way. That got kind of producery. But yeah. up, up to You Got Lucky, they were still very much like the record is just going to sound like the band playing their set. Yeah. And for many 70s bands to then go from playing like the keyboard instruments of the 70s to the synthesizers of the 80s, you really had to be sharp to not get sucked into like trendy, corny bullshit that would sound yeah. dated very quickly. And I think he avoided that. He That song does not sound trendy or dated to me now. And I think that's a rare accomplishment for guys his exact age at that exact moment in um pop music history so i, I give it totally. to him for that specific reason this is, this is the thing we always always talk about with the with the queen fandom is when they got into the mid 80s they got all the synth sounds completely wrong and they sound horrible and dated and they're just you know in a lot of cases really really bad and i, I agree i think that you know you got lucky it does have that sort of timeless appeal because they and again it's all about tone and i've you know i've watched your, a lot of your youtube channels talking about guitar tone and, yeah, yeah, and yeah, they, it is important getting the right thing is important for the song but it's got to fit the song you know you can't yeah. just you can't shoot on him which is what happened on southern accents where it's like well let's just you know dave stewart's here let's just oh, yeah man, it just doesn't fit with the heartbreakers at all yeah, I, I feel like you. It sounds too much like a Dave Stewart. Yes, not a, you know. Yeah, but I like I like Dave Stewart. I like I Dave Stewart. And, hey, the Eurythmics, one of the best bands, one of the best pop bands of all time. Yeah, and he's produced other people, and I think it yeah. works a little bit better. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> okay, so if you could go to see any Tom Petty concert from history, actually, I didn't ask you. Did you ever see him live? I never did. No. No, I didn't either. Which is. Again, yeah. another knife in the heart. But so, if any concert from history, which one would you go to? If you had a, so you had the time machine, I don't, and... I don't know if what the specific concert would be. But my favorite okay. live footage of him is the is the stuff on YouTube of when he did the old gray whistle test. Okay, which was like 1978, and I think they were touring on, um, you're gonna get it. Yeah, and that version of the band, or like how he was dressed where he was wearing dress clothes and he had the right. sunglasses and the flying V and he was wearing shoes and he was like <laughs> super skinny and shaved. He, yeah. he was sort of like doing this kind of clean cut. He was like something about the dress clothes and the clean cut and the sunglasses. It was like almost, almost, almost like Miami vice fashion or something, <laughs> but it was it's like cooler than that. It's yeah. like not annoying and like, macho asshole version of that yeah uh there's something about that that i like and the band was sharp and like 
him that set they did on Old Grey Whistle Test, I know that doesn't count as a concert, but like the band in that shape, in that moment, which I guess was like 1978, that's that's yeah. when I would most want to see them. Well, I think of course, I think it is a I mean, it's a performance, it's a live performance, so there doesn't have to be twenty thousand people there for it to be a okay. concert, right? Cool. I don't think. All right, great. Right. Because my answer was the the whiskey, which would have been I don't know what's that four hundred, five hundred, right, right, right. That sure. place, so absolutely. Sure. Okay, question seven: uh, Walls Circus or Walls Number Three? Which is your favorite version? I I go Walls Circus. Okay. Um, because at the end, like the the outro of that song, after he stops singing. They, they get into some weird shit at the yeah. end of that song. There's some like cyber shit happening a little bit. It's like, <laughs> it's not really cyber, but it, they like start to approach that kind of weird world. Yeah. And so for that reason, I prefer circus. I think the tempo on the other version is better. I wish the, I wish the circus version was done at the tempo of the other Just version. Just a little bit. Yeah. And the other version does, I'd like the harmonica solo. It's like trashy. It's recorded in this like really trashy, distorted way. When that came out, I was like, oh, that's cool. But yeah. overall, I like the circus version more just because on the outro, you start to hear these like weird, they like start to do things they haven't ever done yet. Or maybe you're just hearing it for the first time because there's no vocal. And I like those yeah. little like last minute surprises. Well, again, it's sonically really quite different. The Heartbreakers had a, a habit of doing that too, where they would just really surprise you. But like yeah. you're going to get it, we already talked about, didn't sound like anything else they'd ever done. And yeah. they did that a lot during their careers where it's like, oh, that's, oh, all right, that's different, that's new. So, yeah. which is a good thing, I think. So, so sure. if you could pick, if you could, well, as someone who has covered Tom Petty, um, if you could pick any artist to cover any Tom Petty song, which artist and which song? Um, I would pick St. Vincent Ooh. to do. You got lucky. Oh wow! Uh, I, I I mean I like her. I've heard her cover other songs. I I would I trust her to do a cover that is takes a lot of liberties, but then you hear them and you're like, yeah, I'm glad she took those liberties. So I trust her to do that. Um, and I feel like you got lucky. I I would like to see. It's just synthesizery enough that I feel like she could go crazy with that if she yeah. wants to. And then, but also the the lyrically and the vocally and the the sort of emotional persona of it, I'd like to hear her kind of like. I don't know what she would do, but I feel like it would be cool. She, maybe she would make it a little bit more of a sneer. I can sort of imagine her doing that. Yeah. Or maybe she would make it way more depressed and like <laughs> suicidal. I don't know, but I yeah. just I. I I'm picking her to cover that song because I don't know exactly what she would do with it, but I am imagining different things she could do and they all sound cool. But if if she tweeted that she was covering that and it was going to be on the next album straight away, you'd be like, oh, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, I would pre-order. I would yeah. pre-order in that scenario. <laughs> well, I think it fits her attitude too because that song is, you know, it's ripped from that perspective of this asshole. You got lucky when I found you. It's like, yeah. go, go fuck yourself. You know what I mean? So yeah, I think she's right, got the right, right amount right. of attitude to, you know, to deal with that, so. Yeah, she covered, I don't know if you heard this, but when Metallica did this like big anniversary vision of the Black Album, they had a million people cover all these different Black Album songs. Okay. And she covered Sad But True, and I think it's the coolest thing ever. I will definitely check that out. 
I highly, to anyone who's listening right now, I highly, highly recommend St. Vincent's cover of Sad But True. Regardless of what you think about Metallica and the Black Album, regardless of what you think <laughs> about St. Vincent, that's one of my favorite covers of all time. Cool, 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 cool. And yeah, one that you wouldn't necessarily, it doesn't seem like it, it right. dovetails particularly well, right? So right. cool. Okay, so again, question nine is the worst question that I wrote out of the 10 by far. Um, what song do you most frequently recommend to people who don't know Tom's music? Now, this is assuming that there's anyone in your orbit who doesn't listen to Tom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, first I don't off, know who so. that will be. <laughs> I mean, I, I, uh, I'm tempted to say American Girl because I, I feel like that might be the most like stunning. Like yeah. that's the song I am the most stunned by. But sometimes people aren't in the mood for that, and so it can backfire. So I'm tempted to try to think of something that's a little bit more like um, in and out, sort of like quick and dirty and just sort of like little and short and like expertly crafted. So, you know, and he's got a bunch of those too. So I don't know, maybe like Live Like a Refugee or I Need to Know or like one of those songs where it's just sort of like, it's hard to find fault with it. Like I, I understand why... I need to know it might not be your favorite song, but I just feel like Great even song. if you don't like it, how would you improve it? You, you just sort of, you can't really improve it. It's just, it is what it is. And it sort of works on its own terms. And it's like kind of hard yeah. to imagine an edit that would make, I need to know better than it already. Yeah. But so, it's so lean. It's so lean. There's no, there's absolutely yeah. zero fat on that song at all. Right? Like it's just, that's it's what exactly what it so, needs to be. I mean, it's not, it's like not my favorite Tom Petty song, but I, I yeah. do feel like if I'm playing, if I have to play for someone who's like critical or is like ready to find fault, I feel like that one, you sort of be like, well, what would, if you could produce it, what would you, yeah. how would you make that song better then? And I feel <laughs> like you'd be hard pressed to make that song better. So maybe that's an answer. Yeah. We talk about sort of American Girl too, and I'd, I'd go, I'd also lump, um, listen to a heart into this. Tom Petty always had or frequently had an amazing way of writing just an unbelievably good opening line. Oh yes. You know, she was an American yes. girl raised on promises or, you know, um, you just, so you think you're going to take her away with your money and your cocaine. Okay, like, yeah. come on, man. That's a yeah. phenomenal line. Also the whole, I love the whole first verses of free Fallen. I love. Yeah. Where he's like, she's a good girl, crazy bad Elvis. She's a yeah. good girl, loves her mama. And yeah. she goes through all that, you know, loves horses. And then yes. and I'm a bad boy because I don't even miss her. I'm a bad boy for breaking her heart. That's like yeah. the best first verse journey anyone's ever done. I really love that. So it's the first line, but then it's the first line all the way to the last line of the yeah. first verse. It's just so expert. It's that framing, right? So it's setting yeah. the whole thing up. It's like Rebels, you know, that honey, don't walk out. I'm too drunk to follow. That's the whole story right there. You, even if you didn't have any other lyrics, that would tell you everything right. you need to know right, about right. this guy, about this character. So good. Right. All right, so your last question in these in the quick fire round. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, describe Tom Petty in three words. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I prepared this one. Verge of tears. Perfect. We talked about For this me, lot, so that's... You know, I've already sort of talked about why, but to me, that's like the whole thing. He's the verge of tears guy. You know, yeah. he's not he's not crying. He's not crying. He's, he's on not the far verge of crying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I mean, but I, I suppose the one... Um, the one time where he did really let that out was Echo. So the whole of Echo is, that is him crying, right? That's where he's just, I'm not bottling this up anymore. I just need to get all this out and then I can move True. on past it and, you know. True. 